A student has to do three things, eat, sleep and study, then repeat. Sometimes some work has to be squeezed in between. In Denmark, food can cost quite a lot, especially in restaurants. However, that doesn't mean that there aren't cheap ways to eat well. There are apps like Too Good To Go that allow you to buy leftovers from fancier places, as well as apps from supermarkets that allow you to make small savings and search for sales. Maybe it doesn't sound too exciting, but it does feel great for you when you eat sushi from a restaurant that costs less than gas station sushi. I remember when I bought a meal that Too Good To Go and went to a party afterwards. In the middle of it, I had to go and grab my food. It was a Friday evening, but still, the amount of people waiting for their leftovers was huge. There were more people than regular restaurant patrons. No food went to the bin that night. Everything was eaten. It made my inner environmentalist really happy. Me and my fellow students often team up to cook together and spread out the cost of food. We'll meet up and cook in our apartments or dorm kitchens. That brings me to my second point. Accommodation. Personally, I'm renting out a room from a cool dame. This way I get to split the chores a bit and I live in an apartment that feels like a home. Also, living with a Danish person means that I have more motivation to study Danish. And as if that wasn't enough, my landlord sometimes gives me small random things like a glass of wine or a small decoration that I can put in my room and it cheers me up a lot. Most of my friends pick the other option, which is living in a dorm. There are a lot of student dorms in my city. They are old and new, big and small, but they all share the same feeling of community. There's always a dorm kitchen. Often there are TV rooms and common spaces where people like to sit and drink together. Denmark has a culture of trust and Danes enjoy drinking, so parties are encouraged rather than shunned. I have been to dorm parties and they are certainly amazing, even if a little crowded at times. Finding accommodation is a lot less intimidating than it sounds. There's a web-based service run by the local municipality that helps students find dorms as well as many private sites with housing offers. I haven't heard of any scams and Danish legislation makes the tenant-landlord relationship nice and clear for both parties. Of course, finding a place to sleep and obtaining food are always secondary priorities because the first spot is taken by education. Before I came to Denmark, I heard stories of how studying here feels like. That you can address your lecturers by their first names, that everything is laid back, and it turns out that it's even better than that. I am on a first name basis with nearly all of my teachers. The strictest one I have is a man that prefers to be called Mr. He is also the person that sent me a happy birthday text, and that's the only teacher that did that. My other lecturers are similar. They give compliments, they encourage us, sometimes they even go drinking with us. It doesn't feel like high school, when classes were tense and stressful. I still have a lot, or even more responsibilities, but I am free to tackle them however I want. I feel trusted and valuable, 
in this educational system, which I can't say about the one I went through in my home country. Other than my usual academic course, I also attend Danish classes. They are free of charge and don't conflict with my lectures at all. I was pleasantly surprised to discover that Danish is pretty similar uh, to German or English and simple compared to Finnish or other Nordic languages. It makes learning it easier and more enjoyable. I will talk more about the language and the language classes some other day. There is one last thing to talk about. Work. And I have to admit that it's a stressful topic for me. I haven't been able to find one yet and I have been in Denmark for more than two months now. Most student jobs here are simple. Dishwasher, waiter, barista. There are some more fancy jobs, but they usually require at least a rudimentary level of Danish. Some of my friends have found their jobs two weeks after coming here. Some, like me, are still struggling. And there is a very good reason to work while studying here, other than the obvious job income. All Danish students receive a government grant, the Stettensputenesstute, or SU for short, uh, forgive me for my pronunciation. You don't have to pay it back. It's here so that you can focus on your studies rather than on earning money. If you're coming from a different country, it gets a bit more tricky if you want to get it. In order to qualify, you need to work around 10 hours a week. After you get a job and apply, you receive the money immediately, but it only becomes yours after a period of 10 weeks. If you can't make those 10 hours a week, unfortunately you have to pay it back. It actually works splendidly, believe it or not. You don't get the money for free, you have to work for it, but it's still a part-time job, and your SU is both a really big help and a big portion of your income. That's it for this week's episode of My Student Life in Denmark. Tune in the next week for more stories. Well, as you might have noticed, this is in fact my first podcast and the first few episodes, so cut me some slack for it. And I promise that the content will definitely get better in the future after I learn how to make them and I get some more experience. If you're listening in the far future, then perhaps... uh, If you skip to an episode 25 or even 30 or or more, maybe it will be a bit more enjoyable and less cringy and my voice will get better. But until then, my name is Pravogach and thank you for listening. See you.